Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Wednesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Elkan, and Dennis Dick with you this morning. Busy, busy day. We, of course, have continued chaos uh, in the, uh, we call it this short squeeze area of the markets uh, overnight. A lot of earnings on our radar. If anyone cares, there's a Fed meeting today, but I doubt anyone cares cares about that, really. Uh, we have two guests coming on today. First up, Fari Hamzi from Hamzi Analytics will join us at 8.15. And then Bill Studebaker, the CIO of Robo Global, uh, playing in the same sandbox as Kathy Wood. He would join us at 8.35. So a lot to get to here. Hit that like button. Hit subscribe. Hit share. I'll bring Joel on now. Joel, how are we doing in the pre-market or overnight trading session fantastic spencer looking forward to today's show welcome everyone uh s&p futures are trading in the red by 49 and a quarter handles at 37.93.75 crude is in the red by 15 cents at 52.46 gold in the red as well that's down 14 dollars and 10 cents at 18.40.60 Bitcoin, that's down $1,040, just trying to hang above that $30,000 level. And I skipped silver. Silver's down about 50 cents here at $2,504. So, uh, Triple D, your head on a swivel here. What are you seeing in the after hours and pre-market trading? Right now, I'm tweeting out just for our followers here. And my tweet is going to say, I'll give you the pre-tweet. It's going to say, before it's actually tweeted, the transfer of wealth from hedge funds to retail. Talking it live right now. There it is. I just tweeted it. So you can listen to us live. You're obviously already listening to us live here. If you're so we'll probably get voice. another 7,000 people because you got, what? how many followers you got now? Like 8,000? <laughs> I don't know even. I got to look a look. 12,600. Whoa! <laughs> You took out that resistance at eight thousand. I got rid of that at eight and ten. Yeah, twelve thousand. But uh, I'm going fifteen thousand bid. <laughs> Are you going fifteen thousand bid? Yes. <laughs> on GameStop? No, on you, <laughs> on your Twitter followers. Can we just talk? What is what is going on? So we have a, a we have a broken pricing mechanism on a lot of stocks right now. Um, GameStop's not worth two hundred thirty four dollars, but it is right now. Um, where this party ends, we have no idea. People are like texting me last night. I'm buying puts on GameStop. It's got to go down. I want to, you know, you know, what's coming back in, man, this thing was $340 earlier in the pre-market. It's a hundred points off the highs, but you know what? I would say that's safe. I don't even know if anything is safe. When the pricing mechanism completely breaks down, it's completely disconnected from fundamentals. We've talked about this price can go anywhere. This is just trading off of and 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 it's inefficient right now for the simple reason is that you don't have shorts controlling it you don't have shorts like saying okay well this is stupid it's going to come back in one the borrow's insane but two who's got the guts to short this thing after they just watched what happened to melvin capital and citra i don't have the guts to short it not at all i had multiple texts are you shorting gamestop like are you nuts i'm not touching gamestop this is just, you know, pure gambling here at this point in time. I can't touch that. I'm not shorting that. You're shorting that. You're getting it handed to you. I mean, apparently, Melvin Capital and Citron both having the shorts on for fundamental reasons got, blew them out. They they blew out of the positions. Apparently, they've covered. They both covered the positions here. Uh, Melvin Capital said they covered yesterday, and Citron said they covered as well. 
whether that's true or not, we don't know, obviously, but that's what's going around is that they have covered. The stocks actually, GameStop started selling off after that news broke that Melvin Capital and, and Citron had covered. Um, selling off from the 340 high was making in the pre-market, but the pricing mechanism is broken here. I mean, it's broken on AMC as well. This is incredible to see, though. And what's really awesome to see for once is that the little guy won. If Melvin Capital and Citron really did cover at probably enormous losses, that money went straight into Robinhood accounts. That money went straight into, you know, a, a lot of retail accounts. The little guy won. The little guy never wins. The little guy won. And they're still winning on AMC. I mean, I don't know where this is going. There's a lot of people, don't kid yourself, getting rich. Like, you know, people who are just taking flyers. You know, I'll buy some out-of-the-money options here, you know, on AMC at six or seven bucks. It's worth 16 this morning. I have never seen anything like this in my 25-year career. I've seen short squeezes like Tilray. We've seen stuff. But I haven't seen companies that, you know, are basically teetering on bankruptcy, exploding in price because we're simply squeezing shorts. This is just incredible to watch. How it ends, I don't know if anybody knows how it ends. I think it ends in tears for everyone, but who knows? I mean, at this point in time, it might not. I mean, there's some people who are getting out of their GameStop getting out of their AMC, and making millions of dollars. There's people making millions of dollars on this. I mean, I'm looking, I was looking at that Reddit, uh, at, um, at the, what's it called again? I, I forget, Wall, Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets. There's Street people Bets. who are saying they've made over, you know, million dollars in this. Small accounts, like I was looking, like their initial investment was like 20,000 so, options, and they're worth millions. I, I, think it's, I don't it's, know if that's it's believable remember, or not. It's important to remember that, like, that. that is how... The Wall Street Bets community started like what, like eight years ago now. Like it started for the express purposes of posting screenshots of massive losses and massive gains, usually massive losses. It was a joke. That's the whole point. The point of the community was the community was a joke, and then it's it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, especially over the last year, since with everyone stuck at home and and, and getting stimulus checks and what what have you. Um, but you're right, Dennis. A lot of people are posting screenshots of massive gains. One guy posted a screenshot of a massive, like a, a like a several hundred thousand dollar loss, and then the next day, it was like half a million gain because because yeah. of GameStop, right? Uh, crazy stuff out there. A couple of things I'll add to what you just said. Uh, Andrew Left said he sold most of his short, so he's he, he's still a little bit short. He said, and also oh, he's still a little bit. He's, he's still a little bit short, and um. We don't really know, as so as the chat is pointing out, as you pointed out before before we came on. We don't really know. We have to kind of take their word for it that yeah. that Melvin Capital told Andrew Ross Sorkin that that they closed their short, and then Andrew Left covered his short. Right? We don't. Re- we're never going to really know that. We just kind of have to either believe it or Could not. Could they just be it. saying it just to try to stop the pain train? Right. It's possible. That's possible. We don't know. So, you know, I, I would say take that with a grain of salt because it's hard to say that that's, you know, 100% Okay, accurate. okay, all right. You know what? My dad just texted me. Okay. okay. <laughs> what did he say? Okay. He said, good morning, America has a segment about day trading. But <laughs> day trading on the map. Good morning, America. Okay, we've hit the main. The good morning, America indicator is on today. We, he just texted me that Good I mean, Morning America is doing a segment on this in five minutes. Um, that's how you know we, we've hit critical mass. When it's on, it's on the, Dennis, you, might, you don't know, but that's like a big morning show in the U.S. It's, it's on, uh, it's, it, it's, like, it's like the morning show for moms everywhere, right? I know um, what Good Morning America is. Okay, I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> I, I've I'm heard just, of Good Morning America. Okay, so yeah. They have that in Canada? The end is near, I think. It says good, it's Good Morning Canada, it's called. Just kidding. But, I, I, I mean, yeah, the end is probably near on some of this stuff. But is it? I mean, we are seeing, I did not think AMC, as thick as that stock is, could go up 240% here today. Or I would have bought it yesterday. I mean, you saw a little bit of a squeeze going on the last couple of days. 350 to 5. You're like, ah, it's going to thicken up at 5. Oh, hell no. 1676. I mean, this is absolutely incredible. I, I don't know what to say. I've got a whole list of stocks with short interest. You can just run the scanners yourself. I tr- I've bought a few of these things uh, just you know for flyers just to play around with. AMC I'm not in. I don't know where it ends. I mean, and, and people are like, but I'm telling you, there are some people, whether you know it's believable or not, 
there's money being made and money being lost here. And that money is directly being traded and being exchanged from the head transferred from the hedge funds to retail. The hedge funds are losing here. And what does this mean for the overall market? Talking in a, a fascinating conversation with my buddy Chris there last night, who's a big trader, trades options. And he, you know, points out a very, you know, thing that I was thinking as well, uh, but quick to point it out. He's like, why do you think we're seeing weakness in some of the Momo names? Like, That's you know, why point. does PayPal have a bad day yesterday? Why does Square have a bad day yesterday? Why is Square getting hammered here again this morning? Because you have a lot of hedge funds that are short low growth garbage companies and long high growth you know companies those hedge funds that are getting blown out on these positions i've got to sell other stocks to probably meet margin calls it's not just melvin capital and citron don't kid yourself there's a lot of people short a lot of these things a lot of these high interest stocks because this it's not just a couple stocks not just amc there's you know 20 or 30 or 40 of these things with higher short interest that are really squeezing i mean bed bath and beyond is ripping too so the money's got to come from somewhere so if you're not getting, you know, and obviously, you know, we know Melvin got some money from Citron and from set, uh, or, or, and from um, the other company as well. I forget, 0.72. Um, it's got to come Citadel, somewhere. So if you've got Citadel, to, if, 0.72. Yeah, that's where Melvin got some money. But there's other hedge funds here. It's not just Melvin short. There's a lot of them. So they've got to raise some money from somewhere. So they're probably getting some, you know, could potentially be getting some margin calls here. And probably got to raise some capital. What do they do? They got to sell these other names. So you're actually seeing weakness in some of these Momo names because of the strength in stocks like GameStop and AMC. Relationships, Dennis. Relationships. Yeah. This is a new one. This is the type of action that that can start a crash. It really is. You know, because once, you know, you see this, you know, just crazy mispricings everywhere on these stocks. I mean, everything just completely pricing mechanisms breaking down. You know, it could go the other way, too, on some stocks. So, you know, right now, I think regulators are seriously, and I wouldn't be surprised exchanges are seriously looking at some of these stocks. I would not be surprised if we see some halts. I would not be surprised if we see GameStop halted today. Halted not for volatility. Because obviously you get the halts continuously for all volatility, but halted by the exchange for more information. I mean, if it continues to rise like it, it does, like it has been, they're going to have to reevaluate because you know there's going to be some people who get killed. I mean, somebody bought that 340 today. They're down 130 points. They're not worried because they think it's going to be 500 tomorrow. And for in this market, who knows? It could be. But there's going to be some blood in the streets, and you're never going to hear about any of the blood. In the stories on Twitter, you won't hear about anybody who bought the stock at 340 and sold it at 212 or the GameStop. You will not hear those stories because people just brag about their winners and they don't talk about their losers. I like talking about my losers. It makes me feel better. But um, most, the majority of people don't talk about their losers. And so, I was going to ask something before. You, you said the pricing mechanism is broken. Uh, this is a good argument for anyone out there that, that doesn't believe that you know shorts – uh, short sellers, you know, help keep the market in line and help keep price in line. This is what happens when what when, happens. You, when you can't when one half of the market is is broken when the short half of the market is broken, right? It price can go insane. So people, for anyone out there that says, "Oh, shorting is un-American," it should be it should be banned. This is this is what will happen, right? <laughs> this is what will happen if well, you do is. that. It right? is. So. And- and Spencer, I just want to take it one step further because there's going to be people who are going to count you. Well, why don't we want stocks when people are all getting rich and stocks going to 1,000? Because they end like Tilray. Yeah. It'll go to 300 and somebody's buying it up there because you couldn't short that stock. That's why I did it. You know, sometimes you get these things, you just can't get the borrows. And then they go up and eventually they end in a bloody mess. And, you know, did GameStop just end in a bloody mess today? It possibly did. 340 to 202 is a bloody mess. But I thought it ended yesterday when it went from 150 or two days ago, when it went from 157 down to 60. And then, you know, it showed me that, wow, this can go on a lot longer <laughs> than you than you think it can. So <laughs> yeah, I see shorting is the most American thing. But but it really is. It keeps price in check. And when you break that function, you know, we, we're like, like for me, for instance, I'm scared of short stocks. Right now. I think with a short interest, I'm not touching it. So don't think like for a minute there, there's all kinds of shorts in here that are coming in. They're all spooked. So all you have right now is natural buyers and natural sellers and very few shorts coming into GameStop, new shorts. You have very few people coming in because they are spooked. 
Um, so that's why the price is moving around 10 points, you know, uh, a minute here. And, you know, obviously it's volatile. And even with shorts, it can do that. And we know market makers back off when there's extreme volatility like this. But, you know, shorts provide the liquidity. And when something gets overdone, they're like, that's stupid. I'll short that. You know, and I do it too. I see a big pop. You know, somebody talks about someone CNBC pops 10%. I'm going to go, that's stupid. I'll short that. And I bring the price back in line. Well, right now, I'm not even doing that on other stocks. I'm too spooked. I'm spooked. I'm talking to my other traders at Bright Trading too. They're all spooked too. Other traders saying the same thing. I'll short, you know, coming in and, and anything that's, you know, under a $10 stock. I'll short Apple because it's not going to happen because Apple has so many players. so thick. You're not going to see the pricing mechanism. I hope not break down an app, although we did see it during the flash crash. But, you know, on stocks like this, the pricing mechanism is completely broken right now. Broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's I, my rant. Farah Hamt is going to join us in, I, I guess, a, a minute or two. We're waiting for him. Uh, should we go to earnings in the meantime? Because I, I, I don't want to spend the whole show on this. Do we care about earnings? Do earnings even matter anymore? I, I, I think they matter. I think people still care. Um, but... I mean, Microsoft, let's talk the Microsoft report. It was let's a, give the numbers of Microsoft. It, it, it was a blowout. They, they, they blew it away. That's all blew you need away. to know. They, they crushed the numbers. Uh, EPS beat, sales beat. Every segment beat expectations. Every segment. Uh, the cloud, uh, uh, sh- uh, personal commuting, uh, commercial bookings. Every, every segment beat the estimates for, for revenue last quarter. Crushed it. Dennis, do you have the expected move on this one? I don't have that platform open. I don't either, but I okay. could get it. Now, uh, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know. I like if it was where. Where did it get up to last night, Joel? Uh, almost two forty-eight. Uh, how about five percent? How about five percent, Joel? Okay, so five. Anyway, it closed at. Um, let's see. Yeah, expected move is eleven bucks. Okay. Around eleven bucks. All right. So. so- there you go. I mean, it's right in there. Two forty. Where to get to two forty eight? So it overshot a little bit, but then came back in. And you know, the Straddle Raiders win again. So they are winning on some stocks. They're not winning on GameStop, but but they're winning Is on. Is anybody these writing straddles on that? I mean, I, I think they probably did. I don't think they're doing it anymore because <laughs> they're probably out of money. I mean, they I, that that first fifteen minutes. I mean, they just jammed this thing, and you were thinking, you know, where should I sell? Where should I sell? And when I look at these kind of situations, I just think about if, like, I was an institution and I had a couple million shares of this, I would just be on the way up. I would, you know, let's say I wanted to sell a million, I put, you know, ten thousand at forty, ten thousand at forty and a half. 20,000 at 41, 30,000 at 41 and a half, you know, just scale up your size with your increase in price. Cause you're not going to get the top. Right. So that's the only thing. So it turned. So I think you can, I don't want to say discount that pre-market action because uh, you know, I know you won't take away. I don't, it's not going back up to that 248. It, it could, but I don't think it is. So I'm just going to look think at it's- I think people are taking profits on other stuff. I think there's still even you're seeing it a little bit in the big caps too, in the mega caps, not as pronounced as you see it in some of the smaller stocks because they're thicker. But I think the GameStop affects Microsoft as well. I, I, I agree. That's why I said I don't think it. I don't think it. it I, that's why I'm saying I don't think it goes anywhere near back to that pre-market high. No, I think there's. I think, I think we have a sell-off in the overall market today because of GameStop. I really do believe that. Unless unless the exchanges halt it and then there's there's nothing to be done. Well, I think that's going to be the solution here. I don't know if it can fix itself. I mean, how do you get shorts to come back in to reprice something? You have some retail with insane amount. Maybe it just fixes itself by crashing. But you know, and it has it's 125 points off the pre-market high. So maybe we were already seeing that. I mean, that's a crash in itself. It's you know down 35% from the highs that it set two and a half hours ago. So it has, in essence, crashed. But it's just crashed yesterday and it got all back. So Wait, but my question, it doesn't, like, if the exchange were to come in and, and halt GameStop, not for volatility, but, like, you know, and fix things, wouldn't that just create more volatility when, when they bring it out of the halt? It depends. In it depends on what's happening. I mean, what when's the company going to do an offering? To that's what I, that's what we've all been waiting like, wh- for. Why, if you're a management and you're not taking advantage of these insane prices, you know what are you doing? What's the management doing? They're dropping the ball. I do a huge equity offering. Even if you got to do a fifty points below the market price, I mean, 
you're just taking in so much cash, it could get you out of all your trouble. I mean, that's what Wedbush said. Why not do an equity offer and pay off all your debt? I right mean, now? look what we saw get yesterday. Get yourself out of trouble. Look what we saw with Plug Power. They've been running. They gave guidance yesterday morning, and then what did they, what did they do yesterday afternoon? They announced offering. a $1.5 billion yeah. offering. Another one. They just did one like three weeks earlier than that. I mean, they've yeah. been doing offerings like crazy because they're growing the company. But GameStop, this could be like their lifeline. This is their lifeline as a fundamental company here. You know, some people believe this is all turning around because of an activist. And, you know, those people just don't understand the market mechanics here. This is all just short squeeze. But, you know, if you're that company, you got to do an offering here. You got to come in and take advantage of these inefficient prices and sell some stock. And maybe that puts it, it down. I don't know. Maybe it just fixes itself. Like, you know, everybody it just eventually crashes. But again, even trying to bet on that, though, like, you know, we saw John Nigerian tweeting out that he had a bunch of puts on GameStop yesterday. That was when it was 120. I mean, it's 220 yeah. now. Those puts are like worth half as much as probably what they were. So, you know, and John Nigerian's an excellent trader. So, you know, the logic says buy puts on this, you're going to make money. But logic is being defied right now massively you got to take the logic hat out on this and just think about the market mechanics behind it the structure behind it and sure there's no liquidity being provided by shorts no new liquidity coming in i can see there's no offers out there it's just natural sellers there's a lot of natural sellers don't kid yourself people who got those calls well you know can sell the stock because they're probably not going to get the liquidity you know in the options market they're going to get in the equity market it's probably really illiquid in the options market it's going to be wider because the market maker in the options got to go really wide because the thing's moving around too much so you know if i was long calls and if you're lucky enough anybody's listening that's long gamestop calls uh i guess you know it's hard though because you can't get a board to short the stock against your calls so the mechanics are broken there too normally i would just short the stock against my calls but you probably can't get a borrow so then you got to go to the option market and sell it outright so I don't know what happens when everybody, the floodgates open, everybody tries to actually get the hell out of this. But maybe that's what we're seeing in the last couple hours. But this is just incredible. This is, you know, rewriting CFA textbooks on market efficiency. This is just, all of it is just incredible to watch. So if the line with a good point, you're saying like, that's why stocks exist, right? You, you go public so that you can raise money in the public markets if and when you need it, right? That, that, raise that's, it. That's one of the reasons for going public in the first place Yeah, is to raise money. Yeah. So why, why, why wouldn't they want to raise money? I don't know. Right I'm now. Not, it's we're, raising We're time. not there. Yeah, it's raising time. I don't know. They, for, for them, for, for AMC as well. I mean, if I'm AMC, I'm like getting my board together right now. We need to do an offering, not tomorrow after the ballot like let's get this going right now because this is silly town let's take advantage of these prices i mean we're up you know at 222 percent. the stock's getting back we can game stop all the love but it just got back two years of losses in one day two years of you know shorts been working this position to make money it's all gone in one day is it going to go to 35 the 70 what's the all-time high on amc i mean can it do that it could do anything it can do absolutely anything now. Pricing mechanism's now broken on this one too. So it can go anyway. It is. It's completely You're broken. broken. You're broken. It's one thing, You're broken. I just want to talk. It's one, broken. one thing that we and and this is something that we've talked about long before any of this ever happened. When you are shorting a stock at three dollars, what is your maximum gain? Three bucks. Three dollars. What's your maximum loss? everything uh, apparently a lot <laughs> infinity <laughs> <laughs> so you know I, I don't want everyone to think we're just coming in and we're talking about risk reward this is something that, that that's been pretty consistent even five dollars yeah. yeah. i mean anything can happen and this and this is just a great a great example of it uh and everyone needs to employ and and then the other thing too and i know dennis you mentioned some of the mechanics about the options and also the stock put an order out there because you're going to get done. I mean, they're, I mean, these things are ripping all over the place. And if you, yeah, yeah. If you pick an order, uh, you know, if you have, you know, I'm just throwing something. If you want out at 250 right now and it's at 216.46, put the order out there. See what happens. If you don't get your 250, then, you know, then maybe you got to go 240. But unless you have your orders out there, I'm just telling you, that thing is that's training like water and you can get done. Now, yeah, you can get done on stuff. I mean, you could have thrown that out there pre market, went to bed last night and got executed up at 3 30 this morning. So, yeah. 3 30. 
Yep. On a stock that, you know, is teetering on surviving, um, which is just an unfathomable. This is just efficient market hypothesis just blew it all to pieces here. It officially doesn't exist. We, all, we already knew it didn't exist. I, I wouldn't be making money all the time if the efficient market hypothesis did exist. But we know officially it is dead, buried, gone. Whoever <laughs> wrote that is stupid. They were wrong. The efficient market hypothesis is stupid. What that is, it says that stocks are always correctly priced. Well, it, it's a hypothesis. <laughs> it's a hypothesis that has absolutely been proven to be false, and that is proven to be false today. I officially I'll just give you an example the here. Market hypothesis today. Someone tweeted at me last night that um, they're selling their GME at three hundred, and I well, they got and, and they I looked at it and I'm like, I and then I got up this morning and I saw where it was. I think it was. I don't know where it was. I got up pretty early, but uh, before I worked out, and I'm like, man, I hope that dude, I or I don't know, could have been a female. I hope they put their order out there. Yeah. I hope they did, yeah. because they might have felt pretty bad. But uh, anyways, where's Fari? I don't know. I shot him an email and I texted. I don't know what's going on with Fari. No, Fari. (laughs) Fari, we've been trying to get you on forever. He was texting me. I want to get back on the show. It's like, okay, we got you on. And then he, you know what? He's too tied up in all these. uh, Oh, I want to know the Sigma channels on Oh, man. I want to know how many Sigma event this thing was. Because it's got to be, you know, when it goes to three, it's pretty significant. I want to know how many Sigma events. Oh, it's probably, he's probably having to get new monitors. It's like 50. Yeah, <laughs> the Sigma channels are off the charts. Channels. Uh, AMD had earnings too. Do we care? <laughs> Go. Hold on one second. Um, I was emailing with our guest, our, our other guest. All right, AMD uh, beat uh, EPS fifty-two cents for forty-seven cents. Beat on the sales three point two versus three billion dollars. Gave Q one guidance above estimate sales guidance. That is so beat beat good guidance. Same story. All meaningless. Fundamentals are meaningless <laughs> on everything right now. It's it's just whatever the hell they want to do. And you cannot... I, the fundamentals have been meaningless here for months. The fundamentals are so meaningless on everything right now. You're sitting there and you're trying to analyze a balance sheet. You're trying to analyze an income statement. And you're trying to analyze the cash flow of the last quarter. You're wasting your time it will not predict the movement of the stock whatsoever so you know they all goes look at the headline numbers but even on the headline numbers they look good and then they're bad so stocks random walk right now to a certain extent do i think amc is still going higher to a hundred dollars i've said it for a long time it's got dang close and never did yeah i do Am I spooked on this overall market right now? Yes, I am because the mechanism is broken on certain stocks. I don't know if it's going to break on other stocks. So I'm you, are cautious. you as spooked as I'm are being you a, cautious? Are you as spooked as you were last January? Oh no! Well, that was for a reason. <laughs> that made sense. That was logic. I was like, "There's virus coming," and obviously we're two months early on it. But that was logic. <laughs> this isn't logic. This is all just nonsense. So pretty sure, pretty it, sure that was like that was like a year ago, like this week. That yeah, before, when we were yeah. getting all spooked. But I am, you know, I'm not jumping in right away. I, I think if you want a stock and you get a good price here today, and you're going to see some stocks trade some crazy prices, um, you know, you take advantage of it and you jump in. I did buy one stock yesterday for my retirement account. It's Lockheed Martin. It's been getting beat up and beat up and beat up. This company makes money. If you believe in space, you think Lockheed Martin isn't going to be a big part of good the future point. of space? Yep. They might be the biggest part of the future of space, but they don't care because it doesn't have a story right now. So they're hammering that. So am I thinking I'm going to make a lot of money on Lockheed Martin this week? No. This is a day trade? No. Is this a swing trade? No. I stuck this in my long-term investment account because it's got a 3.1% dividend. It's reasonably priced. And I believe that they will be a big part of space in the next 10 to 20 years. So it's been stuck. I wanted it forever. I was like, it's low enough now. Who do you think has the most technology for space? You know? Who do you think's been working on it for a long time? Lockheed Martin. Exactly. Got to be one of the main ones. I mean, they 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 were space. Now you have a lot of other companies. You know, Max are smaller companies that got the story behind them. But the Forgotten Child. If I'm doing, if I'm Kathy Wood, and I'm putting together a space ETF, are you not putting Lockheed Martin in there? Are you not? You know, if you're putting together a space ETF, are you not adding LMT in there? I think you are. So maybe she does a space ETF and everybody and she adds some Lockheed Martin. Maybe like, whoa, 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 hey, didn't think of Lockheed Martin. <laughs> I think there's a story here still for the space, but I think 
there's a value here. So, you know, I'm in my long-term retirement account, I'm investing Q's, Spies, Apple, Amazon. Yep. I'm investing big core companies that are real, that, you know, are firing on most cylinders. Lockheed Martin, the quarter wasn't great, but you know what? The company is still great. And that's why I bought that stock. This is not a trade. It's thrown in the retirement account not to be looked at. Uh, three. Uh, it it gave back more at half of those gains from. Uh, oh, that was well. And as it we got back to its uh, February levels, this is one that tried, couldn't. You know, not sexy enough. It came back. Uh, I mean, it's on a monthly support level. You know, it could sit here though. Here's the thing with a stock like this: it could sit here for two months, three months. The chart six looks months, terrible. Yeah. Yep. The yep. chart looks absolutely terrible. It My looks buddy terrible. Jeff would love this chart. If he you're trading, you don't. You're not buying a swing trade. You're not buying a day trade. This chart looks terrible. But you know what? <laughs> I'm buying a company here. This is what it's really all about. Is in my long-term retirement account. I was like, I don't give a crap what the chart looks like. Is the stock price reasonably reasonable? And is there potential for growth? I don't think space is going away. I think Lockheed Martin's going to be a big part of it. I think when I look at this LMT purchase, I think when I look at LMT. 20 years from now, I think it's significantly higher than where it is today. So that's my thoughts. This chart is terrible. It's probably going to continue to go down. But some of my best investments, Are some like of my this. best yep. ones started like this. And, you know, you just forget about them. You know, you're buying when there's blood in the streets and eventually they turn around. My Merck investment that I bought, or Lily, Lily was a great one. I bought my Eli Lily. At thirty dollars, it was at seventy. It went down to thirty-five, and people are saying, "Why are you buying Eli Lilly? That's horrible looking." Well, yeah, one, it had a six percent dividend, and two, I was like, "It's one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies in the world," and I don't think an aging population is going to not need pharmaceuticals going forward. So I put a significant portion, three times a normal size position, in Eli Lilly oh. when the stock was thirty dollars. I sold it way too soon. I started selling at ninety, thinking I was like, "I tripled my money. It was pretty good." And now it's 212. I might be, I, mean, I might be par partially this responsible investing. for you. But this is investing. It. Completely different animal. You might be. It's felt. I felt like it got overdone. Well, everything gets way overdone in this market. So you know, it is what it is. I wish I still had my lolly. It was a mistake to sell it. But you know, the biggest mistakes I've made is selling stocks. <laughs> Yeah, we don't do that. All right, eight thirty-three. We're gonna have our guest uh, William Studebaker on in a couple of minutes. Hit that like button. Hit subscribe on YouTube. Hit share. Um, I had a thought I wanted to say, uh, and it just left my mind. Oh yeah. So it, I'm seeing. You know, I'm watching the spoos this morning. We're, we're down. We're a little over one percent. Um, I'm I'm wondering what will happen if if Dennis, what you were saying earlier about about the short squeezes really impacting the rest of the market. That really hasn't happened yet. Today it seems like it's happened. Before... It's no, no, happened. Happened, to, uh, today. It happened to... yesterday. Starting to happen. Mm, did it Starting did it happen, happen yesterday? Uh, Maybe a little bit, but it's it's really happening more today. So I'm wondering what's going to happen when people, when everyone else starts to realize that that that's what's happening because it really hasn't. I mean, it's starting. It's it's just starting, but it really. And I don't think it's good. not going to happen in Apple. And I said it could happen a little. Bit. You won't see the, the effects will be muted on the Apples and Microsoft and Amazon. They're, They're too so big. But some of these smaller growth names. I mean, you know, it's probably you know an interesting you know just to go and look at what Melvin Capital is holding. I mean, you can go yeah. look at their holdings and just go to go analyze. Like, I mean, again, apparently they've already blown out, so they've already did it. But you know, it's just an interesting exercise to go look over their longs. Go look sure in, the, in the Benzinga Pro. You can look it up right there. Here yeah, we go. bring it up. So, can you show show it to us? Show us what Melvin had. I mean, it's an interesting exercise. I mean, if they've already blown yeah, out, so they don't yeah. have to do this now. But there may be other funds that have to do similar things to what Melvin just did. Or maybe it's over. Maybe GameStop's yeah. going to just crash from here. If GameStop crashed from here, that trade's over. But GameStop starts going to five hundred. I think you start seeing the Momo Tech roll over because of it, right. which I'm is insane. To, what Dennis zoom, is talking about, he said, bit. you know, when you get uh, margin calls, you have to, you know, there's stuff that you have to, you have to come up with the equity. And that's what, you know, that's one thing you talk about margin. It's great when it's going with you, but when it turns, you know, they'll, they'll blow the, you know, the clearing firms can blow you out of the positions. That's probably one thing with Robinhood, they probably don't have to do that too much because people have such small positions and when it gets you know near zero, boom, you're out. So, so uh, like Melvin's got five. This is from the S13F. They got Pfizer, Alibaba, L Brands, Expedia, Amazon, 
uh, Pinterest, Visa. Do you I have the look. shorts and the longs in there? Like, where's uh, the shorts? No, I, I don't know if I can see their shorts and their longs. I, uh, this is just copied straight from their 13F, I believe. So, okay. Um, but again, to your point, all these hedge funds own a lot of stocks, and they're going to have to sell other stocks in their portfolio to, to there, cover. There's the mechanics yeah. make other interesting things happen. Yep. And that's what you just have to be aware is I believe you saw a, a sell-off in Momo Tech yesterday because of yep. the role and the rotation. People are like, oh, they're selling money to move it into these GameStops and to move it into BlackBerry. You know, like it's it's incredible to just watch, you know, what this money does. And it's incredible to watch how much influence it has on price. So we're in a broken market in certain stocks. All it right. will fix itself. But right now. A lot of these stocks, the pricing mechanism is broke. This is this is fun, but let's move on and let's bring on our guest here, William Studebaker, the president and CIO of Robo Global. William, good morning. Good morning, guys. Good to be here. Are you watching all? You're watching all this craziness too, right? Surely you must be. Uh oh. We're losing them. William, do we have you? Yep, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, we hear you. Do you hear us? Yes, I do. Okay, great. Uh, what is your reaction to all this craziness out there? Talking the game stops and all this, you know, crazy price movement and small, you know, short, high shorted stocks. Well, there's definitely a tremendous amount of liquidity in the market. It's interesting to kind of observe it. Um, looking back a couple of years ago, it was uh, it was fear. Now we're going to the greed stage. I think you have to be a little bit careful. Uh, as we migrate into kind of these uncharted territories, but clearly, the animal spirits are are alive right now. The animal spirits, hey, I, like good. That. I like that. That's I like good. That. Yeah. So, so William, we we brought you on here because you know we we've been we've been watching the outperformance uh, of 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 certain areas of of tech, right? Uh, tracking, you know, what people like Kathy what are doing, and you're in her sandbox too because you've got a number. Of, of funds and indexes that, that are in this same space, robotics and automation, AI, healthcare tech. Your funds all had fantastic years last year outperforming the S&P. So like, what's what's happening right now in, 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 in your area of the market? What are you watching in 2021? Well, I mean, I think looking back to what happened in 2020, many areas in the economy were devastated by the pandemic, but there were several areas that really accelerated and clearly robotics, AI, and healthcare innovation took center stage. And as we talked about these technologies, looking back, you know, five, six, seven years ago, many have, have sort of observed these as being niche technologies. And we had talked about these being foundational technologies that are being applied to all industries, all markets. And fast forward seven, eight years later, and that's clearly what's happening now. And importantly, I think what investors are beginning to look at is that the, the typical 60-40 stock bond portfolio doesn't exist anymore. And the way people invest has to change. And investing in disruptive innovation has been very hard for a lot of investors historically because it has, hasn't sort of ticked certain style boxes. And a lot of analysts, I think, do a very poor job of sort of analyzing the disruptions that's happening and the upside to the companies over not over a one quarter period of time, but a two, three, four, five year period of time. And um, I think you know, kind of put all this together. And I, I think that's what you're seeing right now is that there's massive disruption and the, the changes that we're seeing are no longer linear. They're exponential and they're being driven by robotics and A.I. So, like, what? Give us, give us some companies that 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 are on your radar here. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of companies because we uh, obviously are supporting three indices. I mean, right. as we talk about some of the trends that are emerging in 2021 and beyond, we see a lot of them. But a, a couple of them are factory automation is going to boom in 2021, and China is definitely leading. And the installed base of robots is anticipated to be in excess of three. 0.2 million by the end of 2021. That's two times the 2015 level. Uh, and that's a small fraction of the glo global installed um, base of employment, which is about 360 million. So you've got companies like Rockwell Automation um, that are providing um, the technology to support digitization and factory automation. So that's a company that we think is super well positioned. You look at logistics and warehouse automation, you know, is going to soar. 
um, as the pandemic has totally transformed the supply chain. And it's all about just-in-time fulfillment. So companies like Zebra Technologies are on the front lines here. Okay, if you've ordered anything from Amazon, their mobile technology, their computing technology, their RFID scanners are tracking goods and data. And uh, they're now using this to track um, the COVID vaccination. That, that, that's, that's, ZB, that's ZBRA, right? Uh, Z, uh, ZBRA. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and they're now tracking um, the vaccinations because it's really important to know what the temperature is and if there's any spoilage. And they have labels on their on their package that basically when there is a, a change in temperature, whatnot, the label changes. So that's another company that um, is continue to prosper. And I think this is going to go on for, for years. Um, you look at autonomous systems. I mean, they're emerging. COVID's accelerated the deployment of, of autonomous systems, ride hailing, last mile you know, delivery. Uh, robots are doing disinfecting, things like that. Um, everyone knows about you know companies like NVIDIA that are enabling this, but there's other companies like... Um, um, you know, I'm trying to think um, that are supporting this. You've got, um, 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 sorry, I'm just trying to think of, of, of a couple of names that you may not be familiar with. You know, maybe um, Amberella that does video processing um, and they're moving, they have a video processing chip that's now moving into computer vision and um, they're taking center stage as they're rolling out um, driver's system industry companies to, to kind of focus on um bill a lot of these companies that like get a lot of press in robotics aren't public right like boston robotics has like that that cheetah or boston dynamics right has that cheetah that does really cool stuff and uh someone in the chat mentioning sophia the robot which i don't, I don't believe the company that makes them that is public public also a lot of these like, really cool stuff uh is is private still I, any any comments on that and like the just the the amount of innovation in private companies versus the public side of the market? Yeah, I mean the the the, the innovation on the private side is is rampant and disruptive, and part of the reason for that is that you have the convergence of of ROS robot operating systems and open architecture. So if you were to open up or start up a robotics company five, ten, fifteen years ago. The chances of it working were probably pretty remote because typically what would happen is that you would run out of money and the investment, in a, in essence, would sort of collapse. There was no sort of scaling. There's no shit. You're not starting from ground one. You're, you're basically starting you know, from a mile up and you have all this shared information. So it's actually relatively easy to start up a, a, a robotic or autonomous system or a, a technology um, platform company. So I think you're you're seeing development, and, and so as I sort of was talking about the disruptions that we we're seeing two three years ago, people were talking about no growth, low growth, and in my mind, I didn't understand what they were talking about because obviously, I live fortunate to live in the Bay Area, where I see disruptions and in innovation and technology going on every day, and there is so much growth that's happening, not just in the U.S. but globally. And throw on the fact now, looking out the next three to five years, we're going to add another, you know, four to five billion people that are going to have access to smart devices. So you're talking about four to five billion people that are creative, intelligent, that have access to information that, oh, by the way, are consumers. So we really have a very different paradigm shift now than probably any time that we've ever seen in history. Joel, I think you wanted to jump in. Okay. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if we lost it for a second. We're on the line with Bill Studebaker. He's the CIO of Robo Global. First appeared on our show, yes, Benzinga's pre-market prep show, in October of 2017, talking about these same concepts. And I don't even want to go and look at the chart and see where it was. That was around <laughs> 30 bucks then. But uh, a couple questions for you, just a, from a mechanics perspective. Uh, you know, as some of these companies grow faster than others, I mean, is you something that you have to like rebalance? Are you rebalancing on like on a daily basis, a weekly basis? And also from since when you started doing this, is it get harder and harder to find companies to put into your ETF? Right. Questions there. So we uh, 
we actually do rebalance. We rebalance on a quarterly basis um, to back to our original position sizes. So we're trying to get investors from point A to point B in as least turbulent aerospace as possible, recognizing that there is going to be volatility. And in, in essence, we sort of have a modified equal weight portfolio, which which has obviously performed pretty well. I mean, last year, if you look at Robo, was up 43 or 44%. And um, this year, you know, up 10%. Our HTEC strategy was up somewhere in the neighborhood of 67%, up about 10% this year. And our AI index was up, I believe, 67 or 68 percent as well and up about five percent year to date so we think that you know the strategy to, to to perform is to have access to the whole global supply chain of, of technologies and applications and that's what we try to do in terms of trying you know finding companies is it harder um i would say not necessarily i, I think the opportunity set relative to when we started seven eight years ago is is vastly different so it's kind of fun to see the evolution and how a lot of these companies are using these technologies to enable their business. But importantly, a lot of these technologies are, are the sort of picks and shovels for a lot of companies that you know generate a pretty meaningful revenue mix. So our challenge to put companies in our index is to be able to identify them in one of our proprietary subsectors that we've created. I mean, we were the first you know company ever to have created, in essence, a classification system, an S&P, NASDAQ, or whatever, for robotics, AI, and healthcare innovation. So companies have to fit within our indices. Then we're looking for companies that have a high revenue purity. And then we're spending a lot of time understanding the technology um, and the leadership and the motor on their business. So there's a lot of fundamental work that goes into this. It's not just some um, AI collaborated you know, spreadsheet that puts together companies. Uh, we do a lot of bottoms up work as well. Uh, two questions. Uh, one easy one, one hard one. You can pass on the hard one if you want. Uh, give us a company that is in your ETF, but you might not necessarily, you know, associate with automation and robotics. And then uh, second, uh, and this is a tough macro question. No one has the answer to it. With, you know, obviously with the pandemic and the changes, structural changes in our economy, unemployment going higher do you think that the robotics industry do you think there's going to be like a transformation instead of people working at fast food restaurants and you know service industries you know getting into robotics do you think it will be as capital intensive okay two good questions so first question i mean there are just so many companies it's it's hard to isolate it but uh, take, for example, in our Robo Index, there's a company called Kuyang that does 3D uh, sensing. So imagine your, your, your phone is going down an assembly line, your iPhone, and um, you basically it's taking 3D images of your, of your cell phone to see if the circuit board and everything is manufactured perfectly. The human eye obviously can't tell that. And so this is a, like a technology that's being rolled out to all parts of, of manufacturing. Kuyang is probably about a two and a half, uh, three billion dollar market cap company based in South well, Korea. Uh, what's the what's the ticker on that? Is it in, in uh, the US? It's, 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 US. it's a it's a foreign company. It's uh, okay. Kuyang. Uh, it's a Korean South Korean company. So again, the important thing about investing in automation is so many of these companies are not based in the U.S. And if we just were only focused on the U.S., we would miss a large part of the value chain that exists in, in so many countries throughout the world. So it's really important that you, you have that diversification. Um, your question about um, the evolution of work, I, I think without question, the nature of work has changed. It's been changing, you know, for hundreds of years. I mean, think back in the early 1900s, we had 60% of our workforce was in ag. Now we have 2% and we're producing, you know, more with less people. So the nature of work is changing uh, and it's going to continue to change. And, and the interesting thing, when you think about robotics, most people tend to associate robots stealing our jobs and killing us and so forth. The companies and the countries that have the highest utilization of robotics have, guess what, the lowest unemployment rates. So the correlation that you see with robotic systems employment is actually almost one-to-one. -one. It's completely different than what the public sort of visions or what the politics uh, want to, you know, or the politicians want to think about. So, you know, I, I think that 
robotic systems, autonomous systems are collaborating with us like they've never been done before. And they're giving us a range of, of opportunities uh, that we did not have years ago. And while it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the future, I'm very optimistic that these are our systems that are going to help us, you know, live better than we've ever lived. All right. William Studebaker is the president and CIO of Robo Global. Will, we appreciate the time today. Thanks a lot. Thank you. All right. Uh, 851. Uh, Fari Hamzi said he overslept, by the way. So, oh, come on. Can I short that? So that's that. He, he just Can emailed me. Can I short me. that? He emailed me uh, a few minutes ago. Said you At least he's honest. We like him. So this is, we like this is honest. what happened. Fari was trading all night. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And then he, he probably fell asleep. And then he forgot to get up. I almost did that too. I was up a lot <laughs> of hours last night watching these markets and up early in the pre-market. I was up over. I was up just after four o'clock watching this GameStop. Why did you get up for the open? Are you there? You go again, showing up. Uh, I know I should have been up at three thirty, getting prepared for the four a.m. open. I didn't know what to do with GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been trading GameStop. Well, I you wish don't I have say, it, Dennis. Oh yeah, I'd be selling it at three thirty or three forty. But holy. I mean, uh, okay, anybody, so we've given GameStop the love. Yep. We've given AMC the love. We've given any love to COS, K-O-S-S. Oh, my gosh. This was $3 two days ago. Another short squeeze. It's $20 this morning. It's up 100%. I mean, here's another. I don't even halts, remember. But this is a retailer, right? COS a retailer, right? I'm kind of a halt. I think just they had one halt yesterday. That's it. One one trading halt. Oh, that's, that's, not, that's less than I would have thought. What uh, exactly... Uh, are these st- mall based stores what is cost it's uh like household items i think household items yeah yeah so i'm going back and i'm going to go back at all data to try to figure out you know where and so basically we are now this is a stock that you know it's it, it's like it's electronics electronics all right so like, anyways this was a stock that traded down to two dollars trade below that let's go down to the financial down to 80 cents in march um the stock made its high back in 2007 around 15 so you're getting back 13 years of losses here in two days again these are all gifts i don't know how big the gift is going to be so i can't tell you you know where the top is or anything like that but i think when the dust settles all of this stocks you know do eventually end up coming back down but to just go blindly short them at 20 and then it's at 50 or 100 I mean, you know, you don't know. The path is unknown, completely unknown. It's crazy town right now. But this is a stock that's exploded from three dollars to twenty dollars. It's up a thousand percent in two days. Just incredible, incredible moves. I'll just say that. I have no idea where these things are going. I think long term they're going back down, but short term, who the hell knows? Nobody knows anything. The same can be said for Express. The same can be said for any of them. Well, Express isn't getting back twenty or twelve years of losses like Cost is. It's not even getting back one year's of losses. So, but I mean, it's trying pretty hard here. But this I, morning. I mean, it's, it's, it's awesome. so maybe maybe give it give it till the afternoon, and maybe we'll get back two years of losses. Maybe better more. You got back five years of losses. This is just insanity. I cannot imagine. Being a hedge fund and being short a whole pile, you know, of stock and trying to figure out, okay, I'm short a million shares. I got to get this covered. What do I do? I mean, you know, you're short 500 shares. Like, oh, I lift the offer and I'm covered. You know, I can get out. That's the nice thing about being small. You know, this stuff very easily in and out, in and out, in and out. You know, we wiggle in, you wiggle out. Getting in and out of a couple million shares of this puppy right now probably ain't that easy. Yeah, I, I'm just Especially trying to like a put, volatile puppy. I'm just trying to put myself in, in like in in like in the mindset of, of these hedge funds. So what I'm what I'm guessing is what happened is maybe in the fall, like they saw GameStop at like 15. They saw it was at two last March, last April. And they were like, oh okay, GameStop is not worth 15 dollars. It's probably worth closer to five dollars. And they just put on a short, yeah. and they had no way of seeing this coming. But it goes back to Joel's point. It's like, never happened. But it, it goes, never it, it goes like back that. to Joel's point. Like, like if, if you're gonna if you're gonna short Express, right? Why are you shorting a five dollar stock? What's the most you can make, right? Five. Don't short stocks under right. five bucks. Right. So rule page sixteen of our book. Don't short stocks under five bucks. And we're gonna give like a couple pages to this. When the pricing mechanism breaks down, what do you do? Could you submit ah, your outline? 
<laughs> can, can you can you submit an outline because you keep adding chapters and I have to submit page an outline. Somebody's gonna write the book out there. Roman numeral one. Us. Remember how to do outlines. Deliver it to our home. Roman numeral one, and then what do you do? A is that the way you're supposed to do outlines? I want you to submit know. an outline Nobody by remembers. the end of the day. <laughs> Nobody I don't know. Okay, uh, eight fifty-five. Yeah. We'll do some. Bed see. Bath and Beyond. Oh my gosh. It's up. You know what? This one's muted. This one's only up five dollars. So again, forty dollars stock. You see, these three four dollars stocks go. You want to know why the three four dollars stocks go so much more? Because the people went out and bought the calls. So there's so much more. You know, if yeah, you were buying the five six calls and you're you're buying so much more size, now you have all that size coming to play in the market. So that's where you get these explosions in price. Is that people got massive exposure? That's why I'm saying there are some people getting rich. There are some people getting rich right now on some of this stuff. And I'm not saying we should be going and doing it. You know, maybe if some listeners, I'm sure we got a few that are doing really well in this kind of stuff. This is not my bread and butter. It's awesome story to watch. I'm not going to teach you how to do this. You know, I'm not going to say, <laughs> okay, this is the next one. Did I nibble in some? Have I made a little bit of money in some of these? Yeah, but I'm not getting rich off of this. I'm not going and buying 100,000 calls of AMC thinking it's going to $100 because I've been I, – I, 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 I I don't know. I, 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 I'm not yeah, paying the, not? the premiums are all jacked now, too. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. GameStop, somebody's asking me, what puts are you buying? I was looking. I was like, you know what they want for the 60 puts as of yesterday pricing? The 60 puts. The stock was a 147. For what now day? Now it's would be cheaper. For what The day? 60 puts going out, I think it was a month. I don't know, a couple bucks. 10 bucks? Know. No, 20. It was $20 or oh, something geez. like that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, two, bu- two bucks, I'd buy them. No, no. It's like, well, let's just go look for fun. Bring up the option train. The options premiums are so jacked. It's like, even if you're right, the odds of you uh, coming in fast enough for you to make money on that much of a jacked premium are not that high. So, yeah. So if we go all the way out, let's go out to March, you know, and say, okay, well, it's going to come back to reality by March. How about the March 100? I don't even have pricing on that right now okay but but let's just yeah so i know that's what messed everything else up is but march 60s which are way the hell out of the money march they're eight they went off the board 19 dollars. they're 18 bit off the board so i mean it's taking 33 percent of your gain right off the hop your max gain it's taking 33 percent of it so you got another 40 there if it goes to zero but and now it's 268 is it going to get back there by march is it going to correct itself by march i don't not so confident of that if it's going to correct itself that soon i haven't stopped going up yet so it's tough to be an option. If the people who are making the money were buying these options a week ago, you know, anticipating that, you know, maybe, and that's really smart, you know, anticipating that this could happen. People were saying it could happen in the AMC. I didn't think it could. I was wrong. <laughs> it did. $17. <laughs> I didn't think it could go from 5 to 17 It did. There's some people making some money in those options. All right, uh, 8.58, got a, about a minute and change left sure. in today's show. Someone asked what Kathy Wood or what ARK Invest bought last night. They bought some Twitter yesterday. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. was notable. They bought a 1.4 million shares Huge about of, Twitter. of Twitter. Yeah. Um, so it popped on that. That was kind of the only one that I saw. Uh, uh, that was the main one. Yeah. I mean, there, there's you know some other ones there, PCAR, she bought some more of that. But she, she uh, jumped into the dip in Rockwell Automation, yeah. which got the beats yesterday. You can see her tactics. Or she's buying the she quality the companies dip. on dips. She does. She If you see the stock up 10 and she's been buying it, she's probably not buying it that day. The stock pulls back and she gets down and dirty and she buys some. I mean, she's buying dips. She's buying dips on the stock she wants, which is smart. Smart way of doing it. Twitter actually a little bit against yesterday because she was buying the rep. Maybe she was causing the rep (laughs) when she was buying. She bought 1.5 million shares. I would have put a little bit upward pressure on it, but I don't know what the headline was that drove it from 48 to 52 yesterday. I was lost in GameStop land, so I'm missing headlines on the important things, I guess. (laughs) But you're lost in GameStop land and you're not trading it. But I'm learning from it. Okay, there you go. I want to tell you one thing. Here's an important thing. Your education is worth a lot of money, a lot of money to save you money, one thing, to make you money, two things, because this, these history tends to repeat itself. It doesn't repeat it, but it rhymes like, you know, like uh, um, Ryan Dietrich comes on our show. And George, George Lucas said that it rhymes. You, and maybe it came from George Lucas. Uh, but, but in any regards, by watching the action in something like this, there's so much education. I don't get education as much in the markets anymore. I've been trained 21 years. It's not often an event I haven't seen before. I haven't seen this before. So I'm learning so much from it. 
So, okay, I didn't make any money trading GameStop. You know how much education I got? What is that worth? That's worth thousands and maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars in future earnings. So educating yourself and watching this stuff. Do I want to read a Twitter headline right now? Or do I want to learn what's really happening here? How, you know, the market broke and the pricing mechanism broke in certain stocks. It makes me never short. I'll never short a stock under $5. I always say I won't do it. This is a big reminder not to do that. Don't stay short stocks under $5. You know, like Nick Shaheen says, when your options are in your favor and you sit around for the last 10 cents and you've written calls, cover it in and move on because this crap happens and could take all your gains away. So, you know, don't sit around for the last 10% of your gain, you know, lock it in because you know what stuff happens like this and this is new. It's so educational and so fascinating to watch. You're not going to read this in a textbook. You will maybe in two years, but you're not going to read it, you know, from, you know, any of your CFA curriculum. You're not going to read this anywhere. This is all new. This is priceless information they're giving you right now and they're giving it to you for free. Uh, Andrew Ross Sorkin just made the same observation that we've made on our show a number of times. Look at AMCX this morning, right? Different company, different ticker. Moving. Short squeezed. Yeah, moving. moving. It's got a huge short interest. You can go. So if you want to see, just fun exercise. We'll stay on with you for another minute. Um, there's like a high short interest. You, you probably know the site, Spencer. I do. It's highshortinterest.com. It's been it's been Highshortinterest.com. Let's intermittently go check it out. down. Oh, it's down. Well, no, it's I, up now. It's up now, but it's been intermittently down in the last couple of Because there's so many people going to. I mean, you go to FinViz. You can go to the scanners. You can get this. But, okay, so here's the stocks on the list. I'm up on it now. The number one on 138%, it says, is GameStop. Well, we know that one. Space. Not giving space a lot of love. Why do you think space has been flying? Oh, because Kathy would mind buy it? No, it's got an 81% short interest. So, you know, it hit 48 or $49 this morning. I'm long space, full disclosure. I'm long because... I think the story's there. I'm getting lucky that I'm getting participating in a short squeeze. I almost feel like selling and trying to rebuy it, but we know I never rebuy, so I'm just trying to ignore it. AMC, there's your short squeeze. Holy mackerel, it's $18 right now. It's unbelievable. Bed Bath & Beyond, these are the top four. Bed Bath & Beyond, every single stock is up on this list. LGND, uh, which is Legin. We haven't given any love. Legin Pharmaceuticals, up 11% this morning. Why do you think it's up? Short squeeze. This is every stock. Fizz, number five on the list. They're number six on the list. It's up three three points. So it looks like a laggard because it's only up three points. This is brought to you by points. Finviz. Fubo. No, Fubo. No, this this one's brought to you by highshortinterest.com. Fubo not, yeah. is up again. Fubo. Why is Fubo going? The story got hollow sun? No, it's got a 62% short interest according to highshortinterest.com. SunPower. I'm long SunPower. It's down. It's been running though. So, you know, and it's been going and going. I sold some of it yesterday because I was like, this is just getting silly. So I finally sold half my SunPower yesterday. I bought it at $8, so I sold uh, half yesterday and locked half of it in. Uh, SKT, Tanger Outlets. I'm long that one on the short squeeze, so I, I've got to dis uh, disclose that. I bought that one back. Um, I, I, I played a couple times. I've been in and out of it. Um, but I'm on long it right now, so i got to disclose it. AXDX, that's up 18%. So every single one. Tootsie Roll. Let me see that Tootsie Roll. Remember that song? Anyways, it's, it's rolling here this morning. It's up 13%. <laughs> So this is Tootsie Roll. Look at the chart on TR, Joel. Look at TR. You know what? I got to I'm going to let you guys finish up. <laughs> just, I got roll pops. No part of it. Tootsie Roll pops right there. Look at this. It just got back three years lost. This is stock that doesn't move. It doesn't even go anywhere. You just squeeze the living daylights out of everyone. Why are they short Tootsie Roll? Why is there a 45%? Who's short in Tootsie Roll? Who doesn't like candy? That's un-American in itself. Joel left. Joel's Jordan gone. to the left. Gee, I, yeah. I don't know. If you want me to stop, I can stop, but I'm just go, going through. Go, go. Go, go. Well, go, go has been going. We know that. That's your uh, online air, air, air internet, isn't it? Airline internet? Yep, yep. It doesn't yep. matter the fun. No, 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 no. They, they, they got out of that business. Oh, they do uh, something else. No, no. no they, got they, out of, they got out of the commercial. Now they just do like private aviation. They got oh, out okay. of the commercial. Part, uh, okay. Commercial well, anyways, uh, that's yeah. getting squeezed too. So that's got yeah. uh, 44% of Clovis Oncology, Salvia. Every single one is up. CLVS, that's a pattern for me. Okay, there's one on track. See, OTRK is look, down. You know, you know what makes me angry is I was looking. I've been looking at this 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 list for I don't know maybe two weeks. I know. I didn't buy we anything. Bought ball. I didn't buy anything. I didn't really either. <laughs> I bought BlackBerry. That's what I got. Uh, horrible. I bought BlackBerry too. I actually rebought my BlackBerry yesterday. Right. So I sold it. And I couldn't take it anymore. I watched GameStop start going higher. I was like, I got to rebuy the BlackBerry. So I'm back in BlackBerry. I bought it at 1840 right. yesterday. It's up 10%. It feels like a loser because it's only up 10%. <laughs>
silliness. Silliness. Right. iRobot. iRobot's on the list. We know what iRobot's done. The explosion from 100 to 154 dollars the other day. I mean, Dillard's. Somebody's saying Dillard's the next one. Dillard's already went. Dillard's 70. It's 105 dollars. This is Dillard's. It's went too. Right. It's incredible. What the, the, this data here? gets updated twice a month. When is the next short interest uh, deadline for for Finra? Um, Let's see. Settlement date January 29th. It's due February 2nd. So we'll get some updated short interest data from Finra uh, next week. But yeah, just wild stuff. All right, everyone. I don't see, you know, I don't know how this story ends. Again, I'm just going to, you know, close the show with nobody knows how the story ends. We anticipate that it's going to end in tears for everybody who's buying these things up here. But right now it's been ending in cheers. Because their stocks continue to fly. GameStop, $245 here this morning. There are some people that are making their lives on this stock, which is unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this in my life. Money, rotate. again, just saying, you know what we were saying before, money coming from hedge funds that were short these stocks, that were teetering on bankruptcy, going directly into retail accounts. Incredible. The dumb money wins. And maybe we and should end the show there. It's all because the, the guy wrote money a, has won in this case. It's all because the guy wrote a commissions. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe I'm making that up. But um, <laughs> cra- crazy stuff. Crazy. Just remember, if you hold on long enough, though, you know these gains can go away. It doesn't have to go to a thousand. I'm not saying GameStop can't go to a thousand. Can go anywhere. The price it can go to a thousand. Broken. It could do anything. I just watched it go from twenty to two hundred forty-eight. I would have said if you asked me that last week, I would have said impossible. Now I will say anything is possible. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right, everyone. That's going to be a wrap for us. Smash that like button. Hit subscribe. It takes two seconds. You'll get notified whenever we go live on YouTube. We would appreciate that. Thanks to our guest today, William Studebaker. Thanks to all of you in our chat. You can catch a replay of this show on every major podcast platform. If you're listening on our podcast and you can't see what's on the screen, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Everyone have a good rest of your day. Good luck in your trades. Good luck in your shorts, your longs, whatever. Talk to you later. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.